Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first podcast of 2022. My name is Dale Calvert. I appreciate each and every one of you that listen to this podcast and provide me feedback uh, on a weekly or monthly basis, whenever you do, whatever you, you share with me. It's appreciated more than you know. Uh, if you have comments, feedback, you can always go over to mlmhelp.com and then the top left-hand corner, click on Ask Dale and you can record any question that you have. I will respond. To those of you that listen on YouTube every week, you can leave your comments, questions below. Uh, I always try to reply to those. Or you can send me an email always at momsuccesspodcast at gmail.com. And you guys know I try to uh, I try to respond to each and every one of those uh the very best that I can. You know, life is full of yings and yangs, and I'm the type of person that really is the opposite of what most people perceive. Uh, I am beyond private. I'm an introvert. Uh, I like to be with myself. I am to myself. Uh, My immediate family and a few close friends mean everything to me. And I just want to support those people the very best that I can. I mean, that's the priority of my life. And I'm not outgoing. I'm not. I'm not an extrovert. I don't get energy from people. However, my belief is that as human beings, we keep that which we give away. And I believe I am here to encourage people, especially entrepreneurial spirited people, but also, you know, the young waiter that isn't just going through their routine, you know, while they're waiting tables, but they really listen, they really connect, they really communicate with people, and not just going through their spiel. You know, I've tried to make it a habit that when I find somebody who is doing an exceptional job, to let them know, hey, it was recognized, whether it's the guy putting my luggage on the parking spot bus or a young person, you know, on a sports field or basketball court, you know, hustling and giving it all they've got uh, to recognize people that are really trying to give it their all. Uh, The title of this session is To Thy Own Self Be True, and in this session, uh, I am absolutely preaching to the choir. This is for me as much as it is for anybody that will be listening. Uh, You know, I have no idea what the future of this podcast will be. I, I sincerely don't. It's something that I've been in a constant debate with myself about. Uh, and at this point, I thought I w- thought that I would, and I'd hope that I'd have some clear direction about it, but I just don't. Uh, I, I feel like that uh, this time next year, uh, based upon everything that we're seeing and everything that's happening uh, with uh, the, co- the affiliate program that we're working right now, I believe that ne- this time next year, I mean, every week I could have multiple guests that, you know, in 2022, you know, made 50000 or or 70000 or $100,000 uh, this year. I think that's going to happen, and I think those stories will be phenomenal. And I'm trying to keep myself focused until that point comes, uh, but I really don't know. Uh, I, I really don't know. Um, so... In this session, I'm going to share with you six ideas 
that as we start 2022, I would hope that every listener is really clear about these six philosophies that they've inter- that they've been, you've internalized them. They're part of you. It's something you're sharing with people because I think they're very, very important. I think they'll go a long way the rest of your career if you make them part of you. So with that said, uh, welcome to the MLM Success Podcast. This session is titled, To Thy Own Self, Be True. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Unfortunately, most people never really find their find their gift, find their groove, get into their rhythm. Most people live their life as followers. As followers. There's two types of, of leaders in this world. Those with position power, position power, and those with personal power. And and if you look and you look closely, you're going to see this very clearly in every organization and every business model on the planet. And position power people simply have a title. And it may be they're the foreman or they're the manager, the owner, the CEO. They're a senior vice president or a founder. And as far as the network marketing world is concerned, you know, they're a triple diamond ambassador with a cherry on top or whatever. And honestly, for me personally, titles mean nothing. Titles that I've personally had over the years in different organizations we've been involved with mean zilch. It means zero. And titles that others have mean nothing to me, one way or the other. Absolutely zero. And I have no respect for almost all business titles, especially those related to network marketing. Uh, We all know today network marketing is full of people with a leadership title who are not leaders. They're simply people that have mastered various tactics, good and bad, tactics, to gather followers. And as you've heard me say a thousand times, real leaders develop other leaders. And again, that's a quote from Brian Tracy. Real leaders develop other leaders. So when I stop and think about it, probably sports is the only place where I have respect for a title. I mean, if a baseball player is an all-star baseball player, uh, that says something. Uh, a basketball player or football players, all SEC, all Southeastern Conference, or if they're on the basketball team and their second team, all, all Southeastern Conference or whatever, are there a World Series champion in baseball or even a Hall of Famer? Uh, that means something to me only because they, they got it done on the field. 
on the court. They got it done on the field or on the court. They, they've had success if they have those type of titles. Does that make sense? I mean, I can't tell you how many senior VPs I've met in various companies over the years in and outside of network marketing that had these titles simply because their mama or their daddy knew somebody or was the owner and not because of their own personal performance uh, on the field, in the marketplace, getting it done. And don't get me wrong, a leadership title in network marketing is a very good indication of work ethic, but not of leadership abilities. I mean, if you have a leadership title in a network marketing company, that means that you went to work, and good for you, and, and I'm not you know, diminishing that at all. I mean, the start stops most people. So good for you. You've achieved a rank or two or three in your company. That's a sign of work ethic. It's not a sign of leadership abilities. Real leaders have personal power. And I'm not talking about the ability to blow smoke up somebody's pant leg and tell them what they want to hear so you can convince them to buy, you know, what they want you to buy or or do something that they don't want to do. That's not what I'm talking about when I say personal power. People with personal power really understand and really care about people. They understand that you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Uh, they focus on impact, impact, making a positive impact on other people and nothing else. Uh, that's that's their legacy is helping and supporting sincerely focused on helping and supporting other people. Uh, the University of Kentucky this weekend just uh, retired Tubby Smith, former basketball coach. Tubby Smith's jersey, they hung it in Rupp Arena. Tubby was with Kentucky 10 years, five SEC championships, five SEC tournament uh, championships, took Kentucky to the Elite Eight, a couple of times, won a national championship with the University of Kentucky. And it, it was, uh, I listened to the ceremonies, you know, throughout this weekend, and they were talking to a lot of former players. And every single one of them said the exact same thing, said he was a great coach. You know, he helped Kentucky win a lot of games. He averaged 22, game, 22 wins a year, the 10 years that he was with Kentucky. Uh, but... Every one of them said it was what he taught me about being a human being, about how to treat people off the court, uh, really made the biggest impression for them. It wasn't on the basketball court. It was off the court as a human being and, and seeing how, how he treated people. And somebody said it didn't matter if they were uh, the biggest booster in the state of Kentucky or somebody, uh, you know, serving him in a restaurant he treated people with respect and 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 dignity and tried to provide value for all human beings on the planet i mean that was really the theme when people were talking about tubby this weekend so i understand myself better than i have in the past i mean i've always had a a, a pretty good level of self-awareness and understanding but, but I'm not normal. I mean, my DNA is wired to try to be an encourager and try to have a positive impact on other people's lives 
at an unhealthy level, honestly. And, and I get it from my mom. I'm wired that way. My brother's not. My sister's not. They're awesome people, but they don't have the same wiring. And I've had to come to grips with a lot of this, especially in the last couple of years. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean those that are not wired the way I am uh, don't or can't have feelings of providing value to other people. They absolutely can. I mean, my brother and my sister are both wired to have, you know, want to provide value to other people, but it's not the same as it's almost a compulsion. I can't even begin to try to explain it. If you have it, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't have it, you probably think that you do, but you don't. If it's not, if it's not uh, bothersome to you, then you probably don't have it. So, Again, I know many who have dominant wiring centered around personal ambitions, but also have a very supportive mentality and attitude towards other people. So when our life is over, the positive impact we had on others is all that's really going to matter. I mean, are you a giver? Are you a taker? And that's a real simple question. And you know the answer when you look in the mirror. Are you a giver? Are you a taker? And when I say impact, I mean impact. I'm not saying, oh, I liked listen to, listening to Dale. He made me laugh or his southern accent this or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about impact. Webster defines impact as have a strong effect on someone or something. Have a strong effect. Effect to the point that will create thought that will create action action not the gathering of knowledge knowledge without action leads to self-delusion uh, my goal has never to be and i've never had a thought about followers it's about as far as network marketing is concerned it's about developing future leaders it's about helping people reach their full upside potential that's all i think about nothing else and I feel most people seeking position power probably will never achieve it. And those that do are going to have a life full of shallow relationships with shallow people. And I don't know any other way to say it. Uh, there's nothing that I've despised over the years more than people that want to talk with me and usually try to climb in my back pocket because of their thoughts around whatever position power they think that I might have. And it's really, it, it's just, it's disgusting. You know, Joe Walsh said it best, and man, I've lived it. He said, I lived it with people in our church, people in our community, all these people that all of a sudden are your best friends, are, are, are act, want to act like it. And it just bothers me. It's, it's just shallow people but as joe walsh said it's it's tough to handle this fortune and fame everybody's so different i haven't changed so my advice provide value to others expecting nothing in return i can't say that strongly enough expecting nothing in return anything that anybody does anything that you get from anybody is a bonus nobody Nobody owes you 
a thing. I don't want to owe anybody any, anything, and I don't want anybody feeling like they owe me anything. I don't owe anybody anything. I don't care how they feel. I don't. And, and you know, I've had member, I've had mentors in my life that really don't know what they did for me. And if they did, uh, if they did know what, what they meant to me in my life, I mean, I can never repay them. I could never repay my dad. Never. Uh, I could never repay Jim Burke. Uh, I could never repay Zig or Jim Rohn for the positive impact that they've had on my life from taking what they've taught through their example and their words and being able to take those concepts and get them from my head to my heart and then being able to implement them on a daily basis in my life where it's just part of who I am, I can never, I can never repay them. So look in the mirror. The only person you want to owe is the one staring you back in the mirror. And to that person, you must be true. And y'all have heard me say on this podcast, and people have given me grief about it because I've said many times, and I mean it, I don't give a flying flip what anybody thinks. I don't care what my relatives think. I don't care what Dawn thinks, my wife. I don't care what my mama thinks. I don't. I don't care what anybody thinks. I've got to be true to the person staring me back in the mirror. And I believe in the concept. I'm going to take care of me for you. And you take care of you for me. And if everybody lives that way, and treats people the way they want to be treated, this world will be a whole lot better place. No question about it for all of us. You know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, there are a lot of fake people out there that play the game with others. They play the game. Uh, They come across like they care and are best friends. But But it's from a personal gain standpoint. It's they do they play the game for personal gain. For personal gain. They play the game for personal gain. That's pretty cool. That could be a meme. They play the game for personal gain. And I think the slang term used by the anti MLMers is they they love bomb people in their business and they continue to love bomb people as long as they stay on auto ship. And I don't know about you, but I can't think of anything more uh, draining than try to build a business that way. Man, I'm looking for people that are looking for me. I'm looking for people that are sick and tired of being sick and tired and want to do something different. And let's go. But if I got to convince and encourage and try to motivate all the time and, and help them keep their, their thumb out of their mouth, I can't work in that type of environment. So the the first concept, the first idea is to understand there's two types of leaders. There's leaders with personal power and there's leaders with position power. And, and I would hope that you would strive to be a leader of personal power. Concept number two, leadership cannot become part of the group. They must spend most of their time with other leaders. Leadership cannot become part of the group. You know, uh, every Thursday at the present time, I'm scheduled to, I'm expected to be on a leadership call 
and it usually goes for an hour, sometimes two. And I want to be on there because in case something significant is said, something that's important, I want to make sure I can get it to the people that need to hear it. So, uh, and they don't put pressure, but I expect myself to, if I have that title, I'm expected to be on there. And maybe that's from my standpoint because, but that's the way I feel about it. So I'm on there almost every week. And honestly, it's horrific. It's just, it's the worst two hours of my week. Uh, listening to people that have leadership titles complain and gripe about things that mean nothing. They mean nothing in the, in the full scope of the business. They mean absolutely nothing. And it's just, it's just appalling to me to think, my gosh, these are not leaders. These are people that have this entitlement mentality that think somebody, the company or whoever owes them something. Thankfully, the company's getting things rolling. They're doing, they're doing an awesome job as far as I'm concerned. And, but they'll still find something to be griping about, you know, six months from now because that's what they do. They complain and gripe and whine all the time. You know, but the company is making strides. I mean, they, they've got rid of the person they should have gotten rid of. The first week I was in the program, I told them, you've got to get rid of this person. They're going to, it's just as important to get rid of the wrong people as it is to keep the right people. There's no ethics here. There's an ego that won't fit into the, won't fit into the, the largest room in the world. Uh, the ego is unbearable. We've got to get rid of her. Finally, they have, but it took them too long, in my opinion. But they're, but at least they're moving in that direction. But you know, but it's not leaders, and leadership cannot become part of the group. You know, my my mentor in Shackley, Jim Burke, I've talked about many times. I've I've spent maybe thirty minutes with him, two different occasions, in my my entire life. But I've listened to him on audio for thousands and thousands of hours. Uh, I have over a hundred audio cassettes I did for, and they're here somewhere from him. And he was my mentor and he talked about, he went to his church and uh, he was on the board and the board was wanting to buy some chairs for the, the uh, fellowship hall. And they couldn't decide if they wanted padded chairs or wood chairs or stackable chairs, or what kind of chairs that they wanted. And he said he sit there for about an hour and a half, and he said, well, you know, this is not going to accomplish anything. I, I can be of no value here. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, and he said, you know, he just listened while they're all debating on what kind of chairs were needed. And then he talks about he comes back because he's, he missed a couple of meetings because he's on the road building his business and he comes back like six months later and they're still debating on what kind of chairs they need to buy for the fellowship hall. And he's talking about somebody's got to make a decision and move forward. You know, look at the way the facts, make a decision and move forward. The leadership cannot become part of groups because groups can never make any decisions. Leaders, they don't. They, you know, and and we're in a world today where it's like everybody has to have their own voice. We need to listen to everybody. I mean, about five or six years ago, 
probably longer than that. I was uh, a consultant for a company, and we we did an audio program uh, of the month for them, a CD of the month. This is probably 10 years ago now. And they had a leadership call once a month, and I would go on those calls. And the owner, it was like, everybody has to have input. Everybody has to be, we got to hear from everybody. And it's like, he had people on there, myself for one, and others that had been around the profession uh, 20, 25 years who have built significant teams. And you get, and then you got some whiny lady in Utah that'd been in the industry, you know, less than two years, and, and she dominated the whole call every every time I was on it. It was unbearable. And it's like, please, please be quiet. Why do you insist on let on... We must hear from everybody. Now, I don't understand that mentality. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear from everybody. I want to hear from people that know what the heck they're talking about. And please, the rest of you, keep it to yourself. And, and it's like every, every corporate call that I have been on in the last five, ten years, that's how I've got off. That's how I felt. And I've had to be on more than I would like to have been because, again, consulting with different companies or if I'm going to go speak for a company, I like to be on a leadership call or two before so I can figure out what, how to best help them, how to design the, 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 the talk, the communication to best help those people. And it's just unbelievable. Leadership cannot become part of of the group. I remember Jerry Clower, <laughs> Jerry Clower, some of you heard Jerry Clower, God rest his soul. Uh, but I had a couple or three cassettes from him. He's one of the funniest comedians on the planet. And he talked about, you know, back in the day, he, go, he went to this little country church and they were going to try to raise money so they could buy a chandelier for the church. And, you know, this little country church out in the middle of nowhere. And and that they had a couple of meetings and they were talking about different ways to raise money. And they finally came to a conclusion on what they were going to do and how much money they were going to need to raise to put, you know, the chandelier in the church. And said one of the old deacons raised his hand and he said, before we move forward, I have something I need to say. And they said, yes, sir. What, what do you need to say? And he said, you know, I've been hearing y'all talk about all this chandelier. And he said, he said, you know, he said, I'm not sure that there's anybody in this congregation uh, that that really wants a chandelier. I don't think there's probably anybody in this congregation that knows how to play a chandelier. And besides that, I think what the church really needs is some lights. <laughs> so. And, and again, it's just I, I, how ridiculous that is. But that's that's the way that I feel like that's what we're doing now. We're listening to people that don't understand what we're even trying to communicate, much less what it really takes to accomplish what we're wanting to accomplish. So leadership cannot become part of groups. And. You know, some of you know I'm a big fan of eagles. I've got eagle statues and and pictures and everything all through this through this house. And uh, people have given me eagles over the years, and I've got them displayed everywhere I can display them. And I love eagles. And 
the thing about eagles is, and y'all probably heard this, but eagles don't flock. You know, eagles don't flock. They fly. You, they fly by themselves, and you know they don't flock. You find them one at a time, and eagles don't fly with the pigeons. They just don't. Eagles don't flock. You find them one at a time. Now, with all that being said, we'll say, Delwa, you know, who deemed you as an eagle or whatever? And here's what I would say. I I understand and I believe in the concept that uh, Aristotle said, he who cannot be a good follower cannot be a good leader. That was from Aristotle. And I believe that. I believe all great leaders were first great followers. And, you know, some of you know that we do, uh, uh, our team does what we call CMG outreach. Every single day, people are, come together and work online together to build their teams, to recruit, to get feedback on their promotional strategies. And it's been phenomenal. The growth that I've seen in people has been beyond anything I could have ever expected. Um, and it's attracted that, that whole that whole outreach program that we run every single day. We have people on our team that are running these every single day and it's attracting the right people. It's attracting the leaders, the future leaders, because the pigeons don't hang around. The pigeons don't hang around. And it's been one of the best moves that we've ever made as far as training and developing the people because it's on-the-job training. It's like, you know, it's not teaching, go do this, go do this, go do this, and then people get off the webinar and they forgot what they were even told to go do, and they don't have the courage to do it on their own anyway. And when you can put them in this outreach-type environment, it just works. But again, the pigeons don't stay very long. The, in the outreaches, all you have, for the most part, uh, 90% of the people are leaders and future leaders. And why, why I'm, I'm going to be mentioning some people that, and at the end of this, but just let me just say, you know, people like uh, that I so appreciate. And, I'm not, and as I start thinking about these, I'm sure I'm going to miss a few. But I, I appreciate Kamala Robinson and Bernadette Michael and Alan Knight. Man, uh, Linda Smith, Dave Trility, Marilyn Cox, and many others who take on responsibility to, to lead these Zoom rooms, make sure they're open, make sure if new people are there and they have questions that they get correct answers based upon the scripts and the systems that we provide for our team. And, you know, I believe in that whole concept. I believe that to be a good leader, you must first be a good follower. But with that said, I'm personally in a situation where it's just almost impossible for me to do it anymore emotionally and psychologically. It's the hardest thing for me to do. It, it just it, hanging out with pigeons is something that I cannot stomach, and especially pigeons that are supposed to be eagles. They're supposed to be leaders. So uh, I can't spend the time with people, you know, that are that are caught in the great American box. And 
I've talked about, you probably may have seen the video I did years ago called The Great American Box. But I can't spend time there. I'll put a link in the description. But I, I want to spend time with people that are taking responsibility, understand you know, what the mind can conceive and believe they can't achieve. They have conquered fear or are on their way to conquering fear. And, and I just don't want to hang around with a lot of pigeons. I, I just don't. And, and again, this is coming from a former pigeon. I was a pigeon, but and that's okay. But I wasn't going to stay a pigeon. And I can handle pigeons that are trying to become eagles. There's, that's cool. But pigeons that are just want to be a pigeon and, and make pigeon noises when they're around eagles all the time drives me crazy. So again, leadership cannot become part of the group. They must spend most of the time, most of their time with other leaders. Concept number three, leaders pivot. This is a point I never fully understood. I never fully understood. Uh, It's probably the most important thing that I have really uh, understood in the last five years. And then over the last year, have 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 figured out especially in network marketing the concept of a leader pivoting scares the person with a leadership title to death because there's a lot of people that have leadership titles in network marketing and, and their daily activity is just trying to hang on to their dwindling check and you see that in multiple companies I know I've talked about this in the past but you know, I've always said network marketing is the number one personal development program in the world with a compensation plan attached. And I've always said that network marketing is the number one way in the world for average people with above average desire to create wealth. And you know what? Today it's not the only game in town. It's just not. So leaders must learn to pivot. And there's multiple different businesses people can pivot into that may make better sense for them, but it depends on what you ultimately want. What are you looking for? But leaders pivot. You know, Pastor Billy Graham said, when we are no longer able to change a situation and have exhausted all possibilities, Pray and then be prepared to pivot. That, that's, that's solid. We have, when we are no longer able to change a situation, okay? And again, there's so many companies that are people, leaders, that are involved with the wrong company at the wrong time in history. Maybe they've been around 15, 20 years. So the, 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 the thought of pivoting just scares them to death. But as Billy Graham said, we are no longer able to change the situation and have exhausted all possibilities. Corporate's not going to do this. They're not going to do that. They're not going to make the necessary changes. Corporate's not. He said, pray and then be prepared to pivot. Uh, I've always said time is the most valuable asset you have. Don't waste it too long. Don't wait, wait too long to pivot. Don't wait too long to pivot. Uh, Gary V said, I prefer dying on my own sword 
over dying on somebody else's. In other words, controlling his own destiny, making his own decisions, moving forward on the path that he feels is the best path to, path to move on. I, I, I prefer dying on my own sword over dying on somebody else's. I hold on to my convictions until the market tells me I'm wrong. And when I'm wrong, I make adjustments with conviction too. What is, what is he saying? See, that with conviction too is really, really critical because once you have foundational principles in place on which you make decisions, then you can pivot if you can find something that, that fits those principles. If you have no, no principles, no foundational concepts, no five stars, if you don't have the five stars, then you're, 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 you're doomed to letting your emotions make business decisions. And that's not smart in network marketing, but that's all that anybody does today. It doesn't make any sense to me. And, and, but what he's saying here is if the five stars line up and then something happens you hadn't, hadn't anticipated and, you, and the market tells you, not your personal feelings, but the market tells you there's no psychological attraction or, to whatever you're doing, then, then you have to find something else. And when you find something else and you make that pivot, you have just as much enthusiasm and conviction as you've ever had. Because why? It's, it's a principle-based decision. And again, I get into not that much detail, but I cover that in great detail in the five stars video. I'll link that as well. And then Grant Cardone says, I pivot. A pivot is a chance, is a change in strategy without a change in vision. Pivot is a change in strategy without a change in vision. So regardless of what you think about Grant Cardone, he's not my favorite person to listen to. Um, so regardless of what you think about him, that, that's solid. A pivot is a change in strategy without a change in vision. So, you know, I've been stuck in, in, in this network marketing traditional network marketing world for many, many years. I mean, looking back, it's like when I retired when I was 39, I should have never went and spoke at that first conference that I was invited to because I did. And I made, I mean, I made over $50,000 in a weekend speaking at a conference. And then it's like, how, how, when somebody else calls and wants you to come and speak, it's like, how do you not do that? And so Again, I've said many times, it's the greatest personal development program in the world. And you know what? If you have the right mentorship, it really is. If you have the wrong mentorship, uh, you're going to create, you're going to go down paths that you will never be able to recover from. More than likely, it takes a very unique person to be able to recover because you should never get down the road too far with the wrong with the wrong mentorship if you're the right person, if you're a solid human being and they're telling you things that you know do not make any sense and may work for, you know, 3% of the population, but it's not going to work for 97%, like you must have a blog and blog three times every day or whatever they're telling you to do. 
and you know it's not going to work for 97% of the people, and you continue to stay in that culture and that environment, guess what? That's on you. It's not on, it's not, it's, that's on you. You made the decision to stay there knowing, you know, you didn't trust your gut. So if, you, if you're with the right people and the right team and the right culture, it's the greatest personal development program in the world. It's the best business model in the world to help average people with above-average desire create wealth, and it is. And you know, I've said for many years, you know, that that's it. It's the best average. It's the best opportunity in the world to help average people with above-average desire create wealth. And we talked about in an article over at MLM Success. We talked about it's called I can't remember something about the twenty-hour. 20 hours to competency or something like that and how you can become competent in about 20 focused hours. And if you look at network marketing, you look at the launch process, about 20 hours, you can get competent with that. There's only four things. The retail to recruit, 20 focused hours, you can get competent there. Uh, uh, You know, creating leads. You take any lead method, any lead generating method, Within about three hours, you can learn how to do anything because the follow-up's all going to be the same anyway. But you can learn the new lead generation strategy in about three or four hours. On average, some may take a little bit longer if you're learning SafeList or uh, you know uh, paid traffic exchanges or whatever that we teach. As you guys know, many of you know, then it may take a little bit longer to master, but you can get there in about 20 hours. So in network marketing, the average person with above average desire can create financial independence with network marketing. And and I think it's better than Etsy or eBay or Amazon FBA or Shopify dropshipping. And the list goes on and on and on and on. I think it's a much better business model for multiple reasons. Uh, multiple reasons I'm not going to get into now. And I will say, if you have a little bit above average intelligence or ability to learn, then in my opinion, today, uh, based upon my study the last 30, 40 days, 45 days or so, and again, this is not for the average below average person. It's it's you gotta you gotta have some you gotta be pretty intelligent and you've gotta you've gotta know how to learn. You've gotta understand how to study and how to learn and understand the sequentials of any business model. What is the sequential process? You know, you can't attempt to learn algebra before you learn math. But what am I saying? I, I'm saying that it it's definitely would be in the cryptocurrency space right now based upon what I've seen. And there's a lot of scams there without question. You can lose a lot of money real quick. But if you if you take the time to really get self-educated, the wealth that can be created there, I think it's going to be pretty obvious uh, for more and more people as time goes on. So I've come to grips with the fact that the MLM network marketing business model that I know and believe in and what it's become today is polar opposites. Uh, I love building businesses. I love building teams more. And I'm very aware, very aware that, you know, I, I've got a, a, a time right now at this time and place in history for the next 12 to 18 months 
to get that done, and then I might not ever have that chance again because I will never attempt to build a team ever the rest of my life if all five of the stars have not lined up. So that concept is leaders pivot, leaders pivot, and it may come to a point in the future where the only pivot that you will have available to you that will make any sense will be outside of the network marketing profession because if you pivot to a company that has two or three of the stars lined up and not all five, uh, your chances for failure is astronomical. Astronomical. Next concept. Leaders understand they're not the issue. It's not about them. You've heard me say this a thousand times. A thousand times. You know, if you want to be successful, it's a your long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that are developed on your team. It's about developing the new homegrown leaders on your team. That's how you're going to become successful. It's not by finding leaders. It's by developing them systematically and sequentially. Uh, and, you know, it's like if I ask you guys, if I said, what does it take to be successful? And you would say, well, you have to work. You have to have a good work ethic. Yeah. You have to set goals. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you could give me a list. If I, and I've done this in, in events before. And I've had people just, you know, yell out, what's it take to be successful? And write them all on a whiteboard. And see, whatever you would say, if I said, what are the five most important traits for to become successful? You might say, you know, time management or whatever. And, and they would all be right. Whatever you guys would tell me, it would all be right. So that's a given. Okay. And all of you either have that or you're working on it. You know, and I mean, how long should it take you to overcome fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of what somebody else will think? How long should it really take to overcome that? How long should it take before you buy a planner and start scheduling your week and your time and doing your to-do list every day and all the things that we've taught over the years? How long should it take for you to take that information and implement it and benefit from it? Not that long. Not that long if you're getting good, solid principles. So... Obviously, it takes a work ethic and time management and the right attitude and expectations and all this to become successful. But you can have all that in place. And without question, the biggest paradigm that I have had on my journey in the last five years, maybe longer going back further than that, is the fifth star. And... and Again, it's the psychological acceptance in the marketplace for your product or service ultimately is the biggest deciding factor of your upside financial future, without question. And again, I've seen people that have been around this profession 10 years, have not sponsored 10 people in 10 years, and I've seen some of them now sponsoring 10 people in 30 days. What has changed? 
The work ethic's always been there. Uh, everything's always been there, but what's changed? Now they're, they're going into the market that is curious about the project. They're curious. The market is open. They're curious. They want to know more. Uh, so it, it's, it makes all the difference. That fifth star really does make all the difference. You know, it's not, oh, that's just a vitamin product. That's just this. That's just that. Oh, that's a new kind of skincare. That's a new kind of this, new kind of that. No, we're in a, we're, when you go into a market that has a lot of natural curiosity built into it, it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. And, and again, it's it's been the most... Uh, the biggest paradigm shift for me in the last several years is the fact that the psycho the psychological acceptance of the of the millennials really because they're the dominant uh, group of people right now in around the world. It used to be the baby boomers, but now it's the millennials. There's more millennials on the planet than there are baby boomers, and and if the millennials don't psychologically accept your product or service, uh, then that's going to ultimately determine your upside potential. Uh, and so I'm on this path big time, I, and I'm, I don't want to talk too much about it on this podcast, but, you know, I mean, my goal for, for this coming year, my challenge to myself, uh, and I'm documenting all of this, is... You know, I want to see, can I turn $25,000, a $25,000 investment into $50,000 in 2022 in one year? Can I increase it 50% in the cryptocurrency market? And again, there's different, many different plays, many different avenues. I'm not just talking about buying Bitcoin and holding it. Um, You know, there's a whole lot of strategies, a whole lot of different things you can do within this market. And that's, that's really where my focus is going to be, you know, in 2022. Uh, can you turn 25000 to 75000 Could you turn it into 100000 What could happen in 12 months with the proper direction, proper play within the crypto markets are multiple plays? And what can, what can be done? <clears throat> and if you guys do have an interest, I'm going to be documenting some of it, not most of it, but some of it uh, over on a new website we have. You can go check it out if you want. It's uh, cmgcrypto.com. Next concept, leaders focus. They understand time is the most valuable asset they will ever have, and they don't waste it. Time management, as Jim Rohn said, is the best-kept secret of the rich. So leaders focus. Focus is the most important word. It's the most important entrepreneurial trait from this point in history moving forward without question. And for those of you like me that have entrepreneurial ADD and ADD in real life, uh, it can be a challenge. So I don't get out of bed ever until I'm ready to win that day. To that day has already been won in my mind from a time management standpoint, from a project to get done standpoint, and I go to work and and we produce a lot. Uh, and but I I'm determined to, to win that day before my foot hits the ground. So focus is the most important in understanding and value, valuing time. 
this has been one of the best years of my life from an awakening standpoint. I don't know another way to put, to say that. Uh, you know, what happens in life, guys, and some of you haven't experienced this, but you will. You're going to wake up one day soon and you realize, hey, hey, half the people on the planet are, are younger than I am. And, you know, that happens for some people when they get about 35 or 40. It didn't happen. I didn't really have that realization for probably till I was in my 50s, you know, before it just really dawned on me. My gosh. And, uh, you know, COVID, having COVID and getting wiped out like that and not being able to get out of bed for two weeks uh, was probably a really, really good thing for me because it made me me reevaluate a lot of things and really think about a lot of things. And uh, it, it was probably really good for me. And at this point, I realize, you know, Dale, it's not going to be too many years from now when you're going to be feeble. And I, 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 it hurts me to even say that, but it's true. I mean, Don and I go out, you know, and we go out and we, we'll, we'll go to, you know, one of our favorite restaurants or whatever, and we'll see other, other people walking around and, you know, um, that can hardly get around, maybe with canes or whatever. And it's like, how do you think they are? Because they're not that much older than us. I mean, you know, in, in a decade, that's kind of where we're headed. And and I don't like thinking about that. I, I mean, I don't. I tell Don all the time, I'm going to die 85 when I'm 85, and I'm going to be speaking on stage when it happens. And she doesn't like me talking about that. But, I, you know, that's just what I say. But it's like, come on. You know, we don't have that much time. Time's the most valuable asset that we have, and most people waste it away on whatever they can find for entertainment and escapism. Entertainment and escapism. And that's just the world in which we live. So, uh, leaders focus, and they understand that time is the most valuable asset that they have. Next concept, and this is something that has been a real awakening for me this year. Leaders say what they mean and mean what they say. And they form their opinions not based upon their emotions, but based upon documented facts. Leaders say what they mean and mean what they say and base their opinions not upon their emotions, but upon documented facts. Uh, This has been beyond shocking for me this year to see people that when I communicate with them through email or through on the phone and they seem like they're very credible solid people and they're going to do this and they're going to do that and they're going to be here and they're going to be there and then they disappear it's like how does that happen I, I is it because I get distracted with, you know, I, I don't know. It's like in the last year, there's one guy in particular that I know that joined me a year ago, was all focused, determined, you know, got his 50 pin, you know, which is the first kind of hurdle, for lack of a better term, got his 50 pin and then disappeared. 
for like three months and then was back on the horse, never really addressed where he went, why, what happened. And so I don't know if it's personal, if it's business, that it was their death in the family. I don't know. And, but there are, people are always welcome back. And he came back and again for about a month, and then he's gone again for two or three months. And he's been back and forth four times this year, and he's gone now. Will he come back? I don't know. But see, I, that's kind of just shocking to me. See, I can't imagine doing that with somebody with like, like many of you know, I, I've personally made a shift this year, 2022. This is going to be a different year for me. I'm going to be doing a lot of things I've never done before. Uh, and I'm just, I'm in a different place. And my focus as far as team building is in a different place. But I told both of my upline what's going on, where my mind is, where my heart is, and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And I can't imagine making that type of shift without doing that. And maybe it's just me, but I have been amazed at the people that want to emotionally defend that which is undefendable. And, and people that will tell you one thing and do something else. And, and people that will disappear and not let you know, hey, did they die? Did they enter the witness protection program? I mean, what happened to these people? And I, I've seen it this year in the last 12 months at a level like I've never experienced it. But over the last 15, 20 years, it's like I've talked to so many people that say, Dale, I was with you back in NII and and I wish I'd stayed plugged into what you had going on over the years. Or Dale, uh, I started listening to your podcast three or four years ago and I joined your training club and then, you know, I got sucked into to starting a blog or joining PLS, MLSP or PLSP or AK, well, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And, and I got, you know, I, I started trying to do videos and all this other stuff and I've wasted so much time and now I'm back with you and I'm going to stay focused on wisdom of the ages fundamentals and building it on a solid rock foundation i've had those conversations for 15 20 years and those are not what I, that's not what i'm talking about here i'm talking about people that i don't know what 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 it is but it's like i just wouldn't want to encourage you if you want to be a leader in this profession whether people understand or agree is not even the issue you know, I, I read many years ago, don't try to explain yourself. Your friends don't need an explanation and your enemies aren't going to believe you anyway. You know, there's there's people that I have on my team and all they want to do is talk about what Dale's not doing. Well, they can, I don't give a flying flip. I know what I'm doing every single day. I know the focus that I have to help them get where they want to go. I know that I'm going to tell them the truth, whether they want to hear it or not. And you know, if they want to run, let's run. If you don't, that's fine. I have no problem with that. I expect nothing from you. Nothing. Zero. You aren't going to let me down, period. And that's where I live. I mean, I just live it. I believe it. So, um, mean what you say, say what you mean, 
and make decisions based upon not your emotions, but documented facts. Um, you know, I, I, I really, is some, that's something I'm going to, that whole concept is something I'm going to pay a lot more attention to this year because it's just kind of really, when I sit back and look at it, that has really blown my mind more this year. It's always blown my mind, but it's at a level now that is just really, I don't want to say frightening, but it's very disturbing to me that people can just say what they think people want to hear in the moment and then not have another thought about it, you know, a day or two later. So I've really been shocked. You know, for me, uh, I'm kind of a lone ranger, and and I know that's not going to change. I mean, I absolutely cherish the relationships I've uh, established over the years, and without that, I couldn't do what I do. I, I just couldn't do it. And it's just not who I am because, again, people just drain my energy. I wish I would give anything if I get got energy from people, and I don't. But here's one thing I have learned, and this is one thing I've missed drastically over the last 15, 20 years. In general, people drain my energy big time. They just do. Good people drain my energy. Uh, I don't get energy from people as a general rule, day to day. But here's what I've, I've realized and recently and something that I'm really hoping I can get back to the, the last part of my life because I, I, it would help me live a longer, more fulfilled life for sure. And that is I don't get energy from people. Like there's some people that just get energy from people, anybody, anywhere. My brother-in-law is like that. I know a lot of people like that. They get energy from people. People drain me abnormally, abnormally. But I also have realized I get more energy than most people do from the right people. From the right people. The right people give me energy. And I don't know what my total definition is of the right people. Um probably people that I've been in the foxhole with that I can now delegate to, but there's a lot more to it than that. And I have been at times in my life surrounded by the right people. Uh, people that they just get, they just got it. They understood We're on, you know, and I miss that. And I miss that at a level that, uh, if I had that at the level that I need to have it, uh, there's probably nothing that would benefit me more, honestly. Uh, nothing that would benefit me more than being around the right people that have, you know, come down the road together. But that's going to take time no matter what we do or how we do it because that's just the way, that's just the way it's set up. You can't, you can't, you can't shortcut it. Some things you just can't. It's just a natural progression. So just to kind of end this up and then I want to recognize a couple of people, but, uh, 
the, the six concepts that we've shared with you that I hope you'll go through and really internalize is number one is just understanding the difference between position power and personal power and personal power is the goal. Number two, leadership cannot become part of the group. You know, if you become part of the group, you're never going to get the lights for your church. <laughs> uh, number three, leaders pivot. I never understood this. And and there's no uh, business model on the planet where leaders pivot less than with network marketing. But real leaders in the real world pivot. And network marketers should learn to do that and should learn to do that right. And I'm not talking about becoming a network marketing junkie. But I am talking about making sure the five stars are lined up wherever you're spending your team building time. Number four, leadership. Leaders understand that they're not the issue. It's not about the issue. If you don't have that fifth star, if if the psychological acceptance of the millennials in the marketplace, uh, that's ultimately going to determine your upside financial future in whatever business model you're in. Number five, we live in a world full of distractions and entertainment and leaders focus and understand time management. And then number six, leaders say what they mean and mean what they say and make decisions based upon not their emotions, but based upon documented facts. So I hope that's helped you just to kind of end this up. I just want to say I'm excited about many of the people we've met and the relationships we've had started, you know, to develop over this year. It's been a great year from that perspective. It really, really has. Uh, We've gotten a lot done this year, a lot more when I look back, a lot more than I really thought we had because it's been a very emotional year. Some of you know Dawn lost her mom and her dad, and, and she's definitely been out of her rhythm and routine, and we have as far as how we work together normally. So it's been difficult from that standpoint, but I've, I've been able to spend quite a bit of time uh, in Kentucky. We're going to spend some time in Florida here in January or February. We haven't decided yet when because we've got an incentive trip that we have won and the company can't get together on, you know, we've had seven different times when we were supposed to be going, so they still haven't figured that out until they do. We can't figure out what, we, what we're going to do in January or February, but we're going to get away for a while. Um, but it's it's been a really, really good year. If I, have to, if I had to compare this past year with any other year from every aspect and mostly from just an awakening kind of standpoint, uh, it's been a phenomenal year, and and there's no, there's not been a year that I've gone into, and the, that I can remember that I that I am looking more forward to than 2022. So, it's been a really good year. A lot of people that we've met, really good, solid people, uh, you know, that so we've started developing relationships with this year, uh, you know, and some people that come in your life for a moment. They're, they're there for a moment in time and then they're gone. And and that's going to happen too. And it, for me, it's just I hope that whatever seeds I could plant during that short time, that they were planted deep enough that will make a positive impact for them. And that's the way I look at it. You know, you do what you can. And, and then, you know, I've gotten faith. 
a, a renewal of faith this year from the standpoint that I, I've always believed, but I really believe in divine appointments. And, you know, we've seen dozens of people that have come and gone over this past year. Uh, many, if they come back in the future, will always be accepted from my standpoint, always. I don't, I, that, that doesn't affect me at all. Uh, if, 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 you know, if, as long as they were uh, ethical in their business dealings, if they're not ethical, I don't ever want to hear about them or see them or hear from them again. I don't. If they're not ethical and honest, you know, get out of my life. But if they were, you know, that they can come back anytime. They're always welcome with open arms. And everybody's going to make a mistake or two, so I get all that. But... Some, you know, tell me, uh, you know, I hear from people like this year, I've heard from people that say, oh, I've been listening to your podcast for three years. I've never communicated with them. I never knew they were out there. They never left any type of feedback or, that I saw. But, but I've had conversations with people that say, oh, I've been, I've been listening to your podcast for three or four years. Or, uh, you know, I was on your NIN, NII team back in the day. Or I'm a member of your program in your mind for success. I saw you speak at a convention somewhere. Uh, I bought your your Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire 25 years ago when it was released on VHS. Had a lot of really interesting, fascinating conversations along those lines this year. And all of you that listen to this podcast, I say quite often that I so appreciate you listening and I appreciate your feedback because I depend upon it. And I do. The way I'm made up your feedback means more to me than I could ever tell you. So just to kind of end this up, I just want to say thank you to a lot of people. And, and I know I'm going to miss people. And I should have probably taken some time and written this down, and I didn't. Uh, but all of you that participate in the CMG Outreach Zooms and our facilitators there, uh, greatly appreciate what you do there and, and the, the support you provide to other team members. And it means a lot. Uh, all of our support staff people, you know, Anna, Scott, uh, Brandon, uh, and all of our outsourcers, so appreciate those people for helping us. Uh, this year has been really good because I've, I've met people like uh, either through the Internet, through online, through talking on Zoom or through email, but people like uh, Carlos and Jewel and Ernest, you know, three young men, you know, 18, 20 years old. And to think about, man, for me, it's like, I can't imagine being that age, 18, 19, 20 years old, and to be able to come into a culture like we provide for them. Uh, I'm so thankful that they're with us, and I think there's going to be a lot more people that age over the years that we'll enter this culture and, and see what what I think like one of them told me last week he said Dale I finally realized he said I've heard you say this a lot but it never really connected with me but when you said you started as a 20 year old snot nosed kid that didn't know anything and he said I, you know because I look at you from, from your 
what's happened to you over your your journey here and sometimes it's easy to forget that you like you say that you that live in a 600 square foot house driving a beat up Chevette and and forget your story so I appreciate those three guys and then of course Tony Shoup and I reconnecting this year has been a blessing for me more than he'll ever know because Tony for me is an example of what the right culture can mean for people like Jules and Carlos and Ernest. The right culture, because he's a, he's a living example of it. You know, we worked together for two or three years, four years, when he was real young. I had gone through some, some major challenges, car wreck, uh, but got totally 100% plugged in, bought it, bought the whole concept, bought the whole idea. And then when when I left that company, he ended up doing other things and has had a very successful career in sales and marketing, taking what he learned in those two or three years and applying them to different businesses and niches. And every time I see Tony, it's, it's an encouragement for me just to see him on the Zooms uh, more than he knows. And I know he has been for a lot of people on our team as well that he's you know i hear a lot of people talking about how tony helped and and he's very appreciated and i think about people like scott alexander a father of four children and philip and and in arizona and christina and and uh, marilyn you know millennials that are solid people and are getting better and still have to deal with a lot of things that that maybe that you wouldn't you would hope that they wouldn't have to but you know but they're solid and there's a foundation on which something of significance can be built i mean i see all three of them as just phenomenal phenomenal leaders moving forward in the future uh phenomenal and they've been a great part of the of our team and i you know i i hate to start mentioning names because again i know i'm forgetting people but i think you know uh tom terabasco over in chicago and kurt out in california and i think about kurt and tom and i think they kind of keep me on the ball with 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 questions and but i've seen the shift kind of the pendulum kind of swing for both of these guys where i i I believe that the the personal growth that they both experienced just in a year and where I can see them going down the road. I mean, those two guys, I mean, they're not spring chickens. And so reprogramming your mind becomes more difficult the older that you are. And not that they're old guys, but just to to see the, the, the growth in both of them. It's been awesome. And then I think about Michael Penland and Rodney Williams and Pete Kowanko and uh, Gordon Kelly Alderson and people that I've had really good conversations with this year that I know I can depend upon to get just wisdom and truth from and getting feedback from Gordon Kelly or, or Michael or any of the people. Uh, it means a lot. I got to have that. And, and I depend upon that from them. And they've just been a very valuable, valuable 
uh, you know, a lot of these people like are, have been like Gordon Kelly. I hadn't talked to in years. And then, you know, we've reconnected here a few years ago and it's been just, it's been great. It's been great. And it's been great for Dawn. Uh, her and Kelly relate well together and it's just been good. And then I think about people like uh, Bernadette and Shane Rogers and Viola, uh, people that I can depend upon. Uh, anytime a video hits YouTube, they're going to get feedback on it. And that means a lot for multiple reasons. And I don't think I can do a post on any social media anywhere where Viola's not going to not just give a thumbs up, but she's going to comment about it or she's going to reference it in her post. And, you know, seeing her in, you know, she's in Australia. We've never met yet, but just seeing the, the, the sincere value focus place that she comes from and then the support that she always gives me, whether it's intentional or not. And again, I can, the same could be said about, for sure about Shane and Bernadette as well. And I appreciate that. And uh, I think about Shelly Giddings and, and taking up the responsibility for the book club and, and doing a phenomenal job, you know, facilitating that every week. And, you know, sometimes I get on there and it's like, guys, help her out here. Get, you know, speak up. And overall, I think people do a really good job. But those of you that are on the book club, speak up. Speak up, you know, and appreciate her and what she's done. And then I think about Winnie. Winnie, Winnie has helped us a lot, uh, just keeping uh, our Facebook pages uh, updated with the latest information. It takes a lot off of us. And it's like a lot of times I'll go to put something in one of our Facebook pages, one of an update, and it's like, oh, well, Winnie's already done it. So I appreciate that as well. And again, I could go on and on and on. I mean, Paulette. Uh, Curry, uh, Dr. Corita, always get intelligent feedback from, from them uh, and very intelligent questions uh, based upon, you know, facts and, and life experiences and not just emotional stuff. And I, th I think about Martin Farr over in Australia, you know, set an example for so many people, 74 years old, getting replugged in. I saw this morning he changed his uh, header on his Facebook page. And it's like, you know, he's on almost every Zoom that we do, uh, even though there's a major time change in Australia. And then, uh, of course, Boris in Hungary. Uh, I, I can't say enough about him. I never will be able to. And the fact that we get to work together now, he's been a very loyal customer for many many years over in budapest hungary and and now to see what he's doing and, and sometimes he'll get up at three or four in the morning to be on our live zooms and just his commitment to what we're doing and to 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 calvert marketing group and every project that we've ever been involved with and ever done i appreciate his his intelligence and his his feedback, and I could go on and on and on. And I think one of the couples that probably don't realize this, but have meant more to me this year, as much to me than it, as much as anybody, is Clyde and Kelly Stumball. And, you know, they were confirmation to me 
that divine appointments still exist today. And uh, awesome couple. Awesome, awesome couple that I can't wait to meet personally. I've never met. And I can't, and I look forward to, but they're just solid. They're just solid, solid people. They've had, you know, I know a lot more about Clyde and his story than I do most of the people on our team. And I know he's going to touch the lives of many, many people. He already has. And uh, again, the support that they provide and participation, I guarantee you right now, go on any network marketing Facebook group right now, and you're going to see some type of promotion from either Clyde or Kelly or both of them. They're workers. They work. They're consistently working. And when you have somebody that that sincerely is value-focused, wants to help themselves and their family, but wants to help other people, and they're teachable and willing to go to work, uh, the future they have ahead of them is going to be unbelievable. And I, I just believe that. So, again, guys, I could talk about many, many more. I don't want to. But I just want to tell all of you, everybody that listens to this podcast, everybody we've had the opportunity to meet and work with over the past year or so, uh, it's been a great year for, for Don and I. It's been challenging in many ways for a lot of us. But this too shall pass. And I'm looking forward to 2022. I hope you guys are, and again, just be authentic, be real. Uh, you got to love people enough to tell them what they need to hear, not always what they want to hear, and just be smart. Be smart in your in the time that you spent, that you spend in whatever businesses that you're involved with. Make sure that what you can do can be scalable, and and maximize your upside potential. Maximize your upside potential in 2022 Uh, that would be my hope and prayer for all of you you guys have a great one this is dale calvert we'll talk to you next week on another session of the mlm success podcast if you haven't gone over to itunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review what are you waiting for at calvert marketing group we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business. And we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, Wisdom of the Ages training, or answers to your questions.